This is Alina's jam, right? Oh, yeah. All right, what's up, everyone? This is Paul Fosilakis. We are live on Real Estate, your source for all things real estate and mortgage-related. Woo, it's a good song. Today's, uh, we've got Sal Cusmano. Good morning. How are you, sir? Great. Uh, good. Uh, today we've got Elena, is it Philman? Philemon. Philemon. Yes. All right, Elena Philemon and David Simonoski. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> no, I got it. We, we're just starting, right. David. You're just jumping a little early here, buddy. Really? You're just getting going? Yeah, we're just getting going. Okay. We just introduced our guests. They really don't want you here. They just they, they told me that specifically. <laughs> I used to be the star of the show. And then I got yeah, you're, you know, times change. It's okay. Evolution. Got to pull your weight. Yeah. Got to pull your weight. Oh, no sales got something to say. <laughs> today, huh? I'll be back. <laughs> uh, so both of you obviously work for Real Team Real Estate. Gr- obviously, great partner of ours. Great, great organization. You guys do a really good job. Uh, David, again, you, this is the second time on the show. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. I'm I mean, honored to be here again. It's a, it's a big deal that you're on here twice. Yes. Uh, you are the team site leader over at Southfield, at the Southfield location? That's right. Is that what you're called, the site site leader? Uh, company store leader. Can you stop chewing gum in the... Are you really chewing gum Can in the... Can you hear that? Uh, yeah. Oh, are, are you, are, can you spit your gum out? I'm on air. Oh, so I'm nervous. It's unreal. Uh, and Elena, I know you've been in the business a little less than two years now. Correct. So congratulations on Thank that. You. Um you. Elena, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started in the industry, Get a little bit of background on you, you know, sure. the, the whole kit and kaboodle. We already know Dave. I mean, Dave is already a friend of the show. We don't care about him. Sure thing. Um, I did six years in nonprofit and decided one day it was time for a change. I've always been interested in real estate. After interviewing at a few different companies, I interviewed with Real Team and decided this is my place. This is where I need to be. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, obviously, you've seen some success over the last two years in the business. Yeah. Um, what would you say was the hardest thing for you to kind of get over when you first started in the business? Um, I think the hardest thing was like letting your friends and family know you're in the business. Yeah. And just letting them know, like, hey, I'm here. Let me know if I can help you out with anything. Right. So that was definitely the hardest thing for me. But um, now I'm totally okay with it and I have no shame and I'll ask anybody anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a little uncomfortable to put yourself out there, right, Sal? Like when for you first sure. start? Well, yeah. I mean, you know. Everyone has to know what you can, what you do, Correct. and what you can do for them, or you'll never be able to help them. Yeah. So, friends, family, strangers, if you're not willing to tell them what you can do for them, I mean, you don't really deserve to help them. So that's yes. what you got to do. Yep. Uh, and Mr. Samovsky, I, I know I butchered your name on purpose, but uh, you are obviously the, the site leader. You've been in the business for some time. You've got you bring a lot of knowledge. You've had a lot of success in the business, um, and now you're kind of starting a new venture over in Southfield. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we just opened up our office, uh, 13 in Greenfield. It opened up beginning of October, a uh, long time coming, but we are in there now. We're just building the team and, and growing and helping grow the company. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, I've been in the building. It's awesome. It's a, it's be, it's big inside. You've got a shuffleboard. I've got a okay. shuffleboard. It's great. And yeah. a hoverboard. And a hoverboard. Yes. They're different things. And a whiteboard. And a whiteboard. A lot of boards. Oh, yeah. Real <laughs> team <laughs> takes very unconventional buildings like oil chain shops yeah. and turns them into off- like awesome offices. It's yeah. No, I, you guys are doing some really cool stuff, obviously. And we'll, at the end of the show, we'll have everybody, we'll, we'll give out your uh, contact information so they can obviously start working for you because it's like probably the best place to work. It's a great opportunity. Yeah. Let's, we'll talk about that. So, uh, a couple topics that uh, you guys wanted to talk about. I know, David, you, you wanted to speak about the market conditions right now. Uh, why don't we go in a little bit into that, and we'll go, we'll go from there. So just a couple fun facts that I 
dug up for you guys yesterday. Okay. The median sales price right now in Oakland County is $243,000, which is 8% higher than it was last year, November. So it's growing pretty rapidly. But I looked, excuse me, I looked back to 2013 and the median sales price in Oakland County was $150,000. So you're talking almost $100,000. That's interesting. Yeah. And then in Macomb, uh, in 2013, it was 120,000, and now it's 164.9. So, market's continuing to grow. I mean, it's yeah. crazy, and, and it's and sorry to cut you off, Sal, but I, I feel really strongly about this. People keep saying, "Oh, it's going to slow down." I don't see it slowing down because the demand's really high. We still have a lot of buyers, right? Absolutely. So you look at the just look at the numbers. Um, it, it just it continues to grow. Days on market continues to decrease. It's down 21% over last year. It's crazy. So. Um, yeah, the demand is still very high. You know your stats, man. Those are good. I study them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, list your home, sell it fast, and sell it for the most you can get. Yeah, average days on market right now is about 19 days. So if you're on the market any longer than that, you're probably a stale listing, and you're probably overpriced. Probably mm-hmm. overpriced. Either that or you have a bad agent. Uh, well, they go hand in they hand. They go hand in yeah. hand, right? Yeah, so. absolutely. Elena, what do you think? I mean, do you think the market's going to keep going the way it is? I mean, it's 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 hot right now. It has been hot. Um, we're at like highest levels since obviously the the breakdown in two thousand eight. What are you seeing for your buyers right now? Are you are you finding that you know there's there's still a lot of buyers looking in this market? There definitely is a still a lot of buyers looking. I mean, it doesn't matter realistically what the market is doing. People need houses and people need to buy. So I think the market is just going to continue to rise. Right, that's good. And Dave with his, cell, I mean, Dave's chewing gum. His cell phone's going off. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. This whole podcast has just been ruined. Thanks a lot, David. Uh, Elena, <laughs> Elena, no, no comment. Uh, one thing that Elena, you're really good at. I mean, this is something that obviously you've you've a skill that you've accrued over time. Is there's a lot of nervous buyers out there. They don't know what they're getting themselves into. Sometimes they're like, I want to buy a house. I don't know how to buy a house. I want this house. I don't want to spend that much money. But you do a really good job comforting a lot of nervous buyers. Thank you. Um, so talk to me a little bit about you know the mentality of a of a first time home buyer, especially, and their their fears and how you kind of mitigate that and kind of make it feel more comfortable because i do think owning a home is, is a big step and it can be scary so what do you tell your buyers to, to make them feel more comfortable um i think the most important thing is to get down and deep and find out why they are thinking about buying or selling finding out what their reason is and not just looking at it as a transaction but helping you know the buyers or the sellers get to that next place in life um, i think another thing we have to remember is we do this every day so to us it's like you know so easy and we understand all the terms i think really breaking everything down and explaining it until they fully understand every single step is another thing to make them feel comfortable and just letting them know that you are on their side and you are there to help make their dreams come true that's awesome yeah i, I think that's something and so we deal with it a lot on the mortgage yeah. side right i mean people get nervous yeah yeah and it's like dude you're doing something awesome you're going to own your own little piece of land like Let's not worry so much about between now and then and think about that big picture and we'll, we'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we're here for. I think yeah. it's human nature to be nervous about the unknown, right? Especially if you're a first time home buyer. So setting proper expectations on the front end yeah. is probably critical to, to put someone's mind at ease. And I think Elena does a really good job of doing that upfront. Yeah. And look, I mean, I think you said something that was very poignant. What we know isn't what the, what the borrower or the client knows, right? We might, you, I might say PMI, right? <laughs> yeah. And just assume that the client's going to know that, and even our listeners. And, 
And it's not fair to the to the client that we're just using terminology or kind of going over their head. We have to kind of remember that, like, put ourselves in their shoes. They don't know what private mortgage insurance is. They don't know what, what to put down as a down payment. They don't know what homes are good. They don't know how to do an inspection. They don't know if they should do X, Y, or Z. And I think being a good agent, a good loan officer, being someone in the service industry, you have to be able to put yourself in the, in the buyer's or the client's shoes and kind of bring it, bring your world down to where they're at, especially if they're first-time home buyers, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you're able to educate someone so they can make a decision, mm-hmm. you don't have to like feel like you're making it for them, which yeah. will lead to disaster usually. Correct. Giving them all the options and making sure they fully understand, you know, what everything is. That way they can make the best decision for them. Yeah, yep. for sure. So we've got some headlines we're going to get into. Um, you know, the Fed meeting is, is happening as we speak. It's probably wrapping up. Um, I also want to talk about, you know, the rates have been increasing steadily. And I want to know, I want to talk about how we think that that's going to affect the market. We are also, Sal, your favorite, your favorite part. Fact or fiction. We're also doing fact or, fact or fiction again <laughs> this week. It's, it's really interesting. Uh, we're going to, we're probably going to play, you guys are going to play each other just so you know. So, you know, there is going to be a winner and a oh loser. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's what's going to happen. So. Um, let's start with a Fed meeting. Obviously, uh, they're meeting as we speak. They're wrapping it up. It's Yellen's last meeting. Um, they're talking about raising rates another quarter. Uh, that's probably going to happen. It would be a shocker if they didn't raise rates, and it'd be a shocker if they raised rates more than a quarter. Um, and, you know, they're talking about doing three more interest rate hikes next year. And, you know, a market mover might be if they come out and they say four or five or less or more. But, you know, anytime we're expecting something and the Fed says something different, it does, you know, change the market or people kind of freak out. The, the price, everything's already priced in. But, Sal, what do you think is going to happen to the interest rate market next year? Because if, if rates do end up, I mean, there's not a direct correlation, but I feel like there is some correlation that the Fed raising rates will eventually raise mortgage rates for people. Yeah, well, it's like you said, you know. A lot of like the day-to-day is based upon expectations. If they say, if we're expecting that they're going to say we're going to raise them six times next year and they say five, rates will go down immediately. But eventually they will raise the rates. I mean, they're going to do what they said they do or plan to do, and that will go up. And when they raise it a quarter percent, you know, we'll see that on our on our end. There's a whole different like formula that people think, like when they say they're raising rates, what are the rates today? It's a long-term plan that they kind of sift in to make sure that the economy can handle it. Yeah, it's all it's all kind of baked in. But, I, you know, this kind of goes into my other topic I wanted to talk about. As rates go up, guys, I mean, what are you telling your clients? I mean, I look, on, the, on your end, on the real estate end, I don't believe that there's a better time to buy because I do think values are going up and rates are going up, right? So the same house today, hypothetically, even if you get the same priced house, so for two hundred thousand, you're going to get less house, and you're going to get more, uh, a higher payment, right? I mean, that's what mm-hmm. I'm seeing happening. You know, that's not guaranteed, but the, you know, all indications are that that's where we're going. So, how do you convey that to your buyers that are maybe saying, "I'm going to wait," you know, "I've got some things stopping me." You know, how do you kind of, you know, in a in a in a in a, in a thoughtful way, tell your clients like, 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 I get that you're looking to wait because you want to wait for your kid to finish school, but mm-hmm. if you're thinking about doing it in the next six months, you should probably do it now. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it comes down to finding out what's most important to the client. Right. Finding out why they need to buy or finding out why they need to sell, finding out what their motivation is, essentially. Right. And and digging deep and asking some qualifying questions to to really understand their situation so that I can consult them in a in a way that will benefit them. Right. Um, So if, if if I can identify what their motivation is, which is the number one thing, then I can 
design their mm -hmm. their transaction and, and help them get to their ultimate goal. Right. Right. And I think part of being the educator or the designer to the transaction is like people think like I talked to someone yesterday. They're like, well, should I get pre-approved like after I list my house? No. No, you got to know what you can do up ahead of time. You got to let them know like the time frame in which to expect to list, to sell, to move out, right? Are we doing occupancy? Are we not doing occupancy? So that something that they think only takes 30 days and they're homeless, it's really like, no, this is like a three or four month thing, right? From the time we list to the time you move into another home, you got time, you have options, figure it out. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, the price of money is not getting cheaper. Um, do, and, and having good consultation and people that are going to take the time to figure out exactly what you're looking to do, how you're looking to do it, when you're looking to do it, you know, you do have to tailor. I mean, not it's not like one size fits all, right? Um, but when we're talking strictly, oh, he's guys. Uh, David Hall is back in the studio. <laughs> What's happening? This good is show? Tw twice. Show? How are they doing? They're doing good. Okay. Yeah, twice on one show it that gets, you. Yeah. It gets snowy and cold out sometimes. Paul and Sally are a little more sleepy on the. <laughs> Yeah, possibly that might be. Yeah, okay? we're good. You awake? Need some coffee? Yeah, yeah you can. Br yeah, bring me some coffee. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's David Hall, guys. His name's on the door at our building, uh, and he feels like he can walk into anything at any time. So, uh, kind of can actually. I, don't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't say anything about that. So, I mean, what are you guys seeing? I mean, what? I mean, in your opinion, inventory is obviously an issue, right? Yeah. Uh, especially in the winter months. But I'm surprised by the amount of traction or the market this year compared to last year. I feel like this winter has been a lot busier than even like last year's. Would you agree with that? I think so. I would agree for sure. I still have a lot of buyers and people who are still listing their house for sale just because they know how hot the market is. And we realistically don't know what's going to happen six months, a year down the line. Right. And, then, and David, I mean, you're writing stuff down. What, what did you write down? So I was looking at some stats. <laughs> Mr. Stats guy. All right, let's go. Let's go with the stats. So inventory is down 6%. From? Last year. Okay. And prices are up 6%. That's interesting. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it just tells me that the inventory is continuing to stay low. It's We've had an inventory issue all year long that we thought would correct itself around May, and we've been behind the eight ball all year long, and it continues. And typically, we do see a slight slowdown around this time, but... Prices are continuing to rise, and that's due to no demand. homes on the market. And demand, mm -hmm. right? There's actual yeah. demand for the homes. What's going to fix the inventory issue? I mean, I don't, I don't know at what, like, what is, I keep thinking about this, and it's like, are people automatically going to, like, you know, come the spring, like, oh, we're going to sell, and there's going to be an influx of homes on the, on the market, but I think there's also going to be an influx of, bu of buyers at the same time. You know what? It's, it's interesting because m people typically don't sell unless there's a life event. Right. They have to change jobs, like something with the family, something with school for their kids, whatever the case may be. Right. Uh, on the opposite side of there are the people that did buy in the 2012, 2013 time frame and are, were looking, you know, looking at homes as an investment and are ready to cash out. So I would say that that would be the minority and the, the majority would be the people that live in their homes that, you know, occupy their homes and they're not moving unless they need to. It's not all about the money. Yeah. I feel like more people nowadays uh, they're taking cash out of their home when it, when it appreciates and, and fixing up their homes. They're not really moving as much. They're not like, you know, back in 2005, 
it seemed like everybody would move to every two to three years. People were moving. I mean, I don't want to move again. Right. So I'm just curious, like, how are we going to get to a point where there's more inventory? So well, it's going to be tough because between those two categories that you mentioned, if there's more buyers than both of those combined, there'll always be, there'll always be offset. Right. I mean, as soon as a home hits the market, it's gone because there's two or three people for every one listing. Yeah. So it, it's an interesting conundrum. Is that a word? It is a word. <laughs> I'm impressed with your vocabulary. I just wanted to let you know on the record. That's the, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, all uses words and beats them to death, but it, it sounds good. What do you mean I beat them to death? Like what? Give me an example. I, I, I mean, a million words just hit my head that you really? use like on a, a daily basis, but I like it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Guess what time it is. The Price is Right. Fact <laughs> or fiction? Your host... <clears throat> Sal Kuzmano, <laughs> our contestants, Elena Pilvin and David Tomofsky, are going head-to-head today. Who do you think is going to win, Sal? Uh, I don't know. It's a toss-up. I mean, Statman is probably the front-runner, but I uh, like an underdog story. Yeah, I, so think, I, think I got Elena. Let's go, Elena. Oh, I got boy. you. Okay. First question. All right. Having a bankruptcy in your past excludes you from buying a home. Fact or Fiction. Fiction. True. Oh, true. Well, oh. hold on. Fiction is true. Answer. Oh, okay. oh, fiction is true. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Sorry. Yeah. You are right. Okay. So, well, did, did Dave answer? Uh, no. Did they it's like, in or what do we do? I mean, she said it first. You so know? It's, 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 I mean, oh, it's a first we person. We should have probably laid yeah. a new game. Yeah. We probably should have <laughs> laid the ground rules. <laughs> Next question, it's a it's a fair shot. So it's first person answer, okay. I guess. Yep. Cool. There we go. got one right. All right, cool. That is correct. You can have a BK potentially two years ago, even one year ago on a VA loan and still buy a home. You could even, what's kind of crazy is you can actually be in bankruptcy and still buy a home. Don't recommend it. I mean, there's a lot of products out now for people that had bankruptcies. So, you know, for the general public, just because you had a BK, I think that the point is, is don't automatically assume that you're excluded. Get get a professional, have them look at your credit, get a pre-approval if you're looking to buy a house, because there's, there's a lot of programs that get you back into a house, right, Dave? Yes. You didn't get that right. I, My girl got I it. Right. Dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah, you dropped the ball. Um, all right, here we go. Question number two: FHA loans are only for first-time homebuyers. Fact or fiction? Fiction. Oh, David Zawoski <laughs> got the answer. All right, that is correct. You can definitely get an FHA loan, and I mean, you could close on an FHA loan the same day that you sell your home, you know, and move into another one. So there's no. Uh, Nope. It's not just for first-time homebuyers. I think that's yeah. the point, right? I mean, you could you could you could be your third house, and if it makes sense, I mean, I don't think anybody should take anything off a table. Sometimes people have a bad connotation with FHA, where they're saying, "I don't want to go FHA. I want to go conventional." But if you're below like 680 credit, sometimes it makes more sense to go FHA, right? Yeah, I mean, it depends on your situation and how the financials look. Right. So that, that that's the point of that question. So ne- ne- next question. <laughs> Fact or fiction, if you just started working out of college, you are not eligible to buy a home. Fiction. That is correct. Ooh, look at that. You're so, being yes. beat. I got dude. stumped. Jeez, what's going on, Dave? You're the smart one. Correct. <laughs> supposedly. Excuse supposedly. Excuse no, I, I picked you. You're my girl. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we can actually count college as working history towards your two-year fulfillment that you need to have to buy a home. So if you went to school and you got your degree, that actually counts as working history, and especially if you just started a job, that salary or something like that, you're yeah, good to go. Yeah, and a lot of people also think, okay, so I've been working for 
five years, right? And I took six months off, and I just started a new job, and it's a W-2. I get pay stubs that I can't buy a house. Well, you can. As long as you have a two-year work history uh, and you're back to work, you only need, and you can actually close on even an offer letter, right? So even if there's a gap of employment, you just went back to work, you're W-2'd, you can get a mortgage, you can buy a house. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Fact or fiction, having a 1099 income is the same as W-2 income. Fiction. Ooh, they've got that Swooped one. it up. That yeah. is correct. Having 1099 income is way different than having W-2 income. When you're 1099 you're self-employed, you have write-offs, expenses that we look at your tax return as opposed to your paycheck for qualifying. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, yeah I, I mean. I read that out of the Fannie Mae guy. Yeah, I mean, it sounded really good. Um, basically, like if you're 1099, you're basically considered self-employed, right? And you need a two-year work history of being self-employed to, to use that income. So being W-2, 1099, self-employed, very different. So if you went from being a W-2 employee to all of a sudden my company said, okay, you know what? We're going to 1099 you now. That's a big problem trying mm-hmm. to get qualified, right? Yep. All right. Next question. Fact or fiction, you can borrow money for a down payment on your home purchase. Fact? Correct. So depending on where you borrow it from. That's wrong. No, that's not true. You can borrow against a secured asset. So if you already own a home, you can can take like a home equity line against that home and use it towards your down payment. You can't borrow it from a friend. You can't borrow it from a credit card or like a personal loan. But as long as you borrow it from your home, you can use that for a down payment. Wow. I, that's a, that's, I know you. I know. I didn't know if it was a trick question. No, I mean, all these are fiction. So, <laughs> no, those minus. Very, okay, I guess there's one fact. That's very good. So, what, what's the score? As far as uh, Elena won. I think I was. Elena's, Elena's, Elena's in the lead. It's three to two, Elena. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you got to get this. So last if there's one. a tiebreaker. The, uh, the I'll, I'll 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 choose a tiebreaker <laughs> question. Oh, yeah. That'll be great. Okay. All right. Are we All ready? right. Are we ready for yeah, the next question? You can question? read this one off, man. No, no, you got to read it. It's, <laughs> no, it's, no I, I, you got to read All it. All right. Fact or fiction? Sal is closing on his home in a few weeks and is still single. Fact! Fact. Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Definitely still single. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, all that cool. is fact. Uh, so sure. Sal is. Not much explanation there. <laughs> and, and, and Elena got it right, so you lose. You lost. Okay. okay. Actually, I got, I got the tiebreaker. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Do you want the music? Is this, yeah. worth, is this worth two to tie up tie up the game? Yeah, it could be. Okay. We got music? All right. Is so it's either going to be a landslide or... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know this is going to be something about me. Here we go. <laughs> Fact or fiction? Sal pays into Social Security so Paul can retire on it, <laughs> and Sal can never benefit from it. Because he's 90 years older than him. <laughs> right. never, you, will, you will never see Social Security. <laughs> So obviously that's a lot of, you know, we have fun with that, but you know, a lot of these things people don't know, right? You know, they don't know that, you know, you, you can either borrow money. So that, this is why when you're thinking about buying a house, first thing that you should absolutely do is get a pre-approval because you don't know, right? How many times have you talked, uh, if you guys taken on a client who's thought they were pre-approved or, Hey, I, you know, I can, I, I've got lots of money. I'm self-employed. I, I can buy a $350,000 house and you take them out and all of a sudden you find out they're not approved, right? We do try to pre-call them on the front end you know as soon as someone comes into our world whether they're looking to buy a house or sell a house or whatever the case is we're finding out about their situation again yeah and and finding out if they're pre-qualified and then putting them in touch with a lender yeah no i I think that's the right thing to do um that's pretty much our show 
So what I want you guys to do is tell us a little bit more about Real Team because I think it, it's I think it's important to understand. I want people to understand the the culture that you guys have and then what you're building over there, and obviously that you guys are looking to hire more. I mean, you guys are a growing company, so talk to us a little bit about you know what your plans are for the next year, growth plans, um, and talk to me a little bit about the culture and why you know why you think people probably want to work with you guys. Okay, well, working there is probably the best decision, one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's a great environment to be in and everybody is rooting for you you never feel like you're alone especially I feel like in real estate it's a lot of people are kind of in it by themselves but at real team I feel like the owners would have never let me fail or let anybody fail because they're so invested in you as a person and wanting you to succeed and wanting your clients to be happy and you know it's just a really great environment that's awesome I think a nice a nice benefit to to working for real team is is you can focus on what's important. You can focus on selling, which is our job every day is to, to, to help buyers buy and help sellers sell. Um, we have a full admin staff, right? So they're, you know, from the listing department to the closing department, they handle all the behind the scenes heavy lifting and, and we're grateful for them. They do a great job. Mm-hmm. So you can actually focus on your clients, which I think is the biggest thing on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so give us your contact information, Dave, give us your contact information if they want to, you know, obviously come talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. My, my phone number is 586-615-4343. And my email is Dave at MIRealTeam.com. Elena? Um, 248-854-4735. And my email is Elena, E-L-E-N-A at MIRealTeam.com. That's it, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And we are out. Sal is closing on his home yeah. soon. Congratulations, Sal. Thanks. You guys have a good holiday. You too. Thanks. I mean, this is a good looking room right now. Yeah. This is like United Nations, by the way. We got a lot of different cultures. The music in here is right fitting, now. actually. Yeah? A whole bunch of European, like, just flair. Beautiful people <laughs> in the room. Let's That's run really it. racist. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Live on Real Estate. Catch us on iTunes and all that good stuff. Live on realestate.com. <laughs> Come on, dude. What? <laughs> what? I mean, just, you know. I love you guys. <laughs>